Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to you all. This is the Business Day Spotlight, your destination for African business made simple. My name is Mariwa Gavaza, and for today, uh, we do get into uh, a fascinating discussion uh, that I'm looking forward to around uh, the issue of the rant. You know, on a Friday, we like to get into uh, the hard economics. There's been a lot of news flow over the last couple of weeks. Most recently, a cabinet reshuffle and a number of key appointments being made just off of uh, the national budget we're just off of a state of the nation address that's only in south africa globally um, uh, we see that uh, interest rates continue to rise in places like the u.s inflation continues to be a big issue and all of this is lending itself to a very tough situation for our local currency so to help us to unpack everything um, and make us understand a little bit more just around what's actually going on and some of the things that we are seeing happening uh, we are joined uh, by uh, a senior financial markets analyst at uh, international multi-asset brokerage firm Exynos, that is uh, Terence Hove. Terence, greetings to you. Greetings, uh, Muriwa. How are you today, mate? Now we are doing well. It's been a while since, uh, you know, we last uh, spoke to you. I think it was uh, towards the end of last year and there's been so much that's been happening, uh, you know, out there in the market. Um, and I think maybe that's where we can start. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot going on. I, I guess rand weakness is one of the big things that people are talking about as well as inflation. What's piquing your interest right now uh, as someone who's constantly tracking movement of the local currency? Yeah, it's uh, been a long while indeed um, since um, I was on the show and we, we had always these very insightful um, conversations. I think... Yeah, on the radar, on, on my radar, which I think, um, you know, generally global markets uh, have, have been closely watching is is inflation. You know, I think that's been the biggest thing, um, you know, in the past two years, at least, um, not only locally, but globally, you know, your big economies such as uh, the US and the UK as well, inflation has been a big thing. And that was also compounded by the, you know, um, Russia-Ukraine crisis um, that's currently there. And then further compounded by China going into full lockdown, you know. So in, in inflation, as, as, as we've seen, you know, particularly for us locally, has been a, you know, a very big fight. And uh, I, I remember you asked me, you know, what what am I really like, sort of like, you, you know, trying to unpack, you know, in my analysis uh, this year. And I, and I think one of the biggest things is the role of the South African Reserve Bank, you know, and one of the fights that individuals had with the more uh, different pressure groups, rather, let's put it that way, to help support, you know, employment creation, essentially, um, which, as we know, you know, the fight of, of uh, the fight against inflation is a trade-off, um, you know, with your unemployment uh, figures and numbers. But in our case, if we look at where the RAND is now, and we are reminded that if the South African Reserve Bank does not fight inflation aggressively, you know, our buying power is really weakened, you know. And if we look at where the rand was 20 years ago or 10 years ago to where it is now, you know, a lot of that is is inflationary um, effects to it, you know, that they, the, the Reserve Bank is always uh, cognizant of saying, you know, a, a significant of 
uh, part of South Africa's inflation is imported into the country. And, and we start seeing that, you know, and typically, you know, um, the less fortunate tend to suffer a lot more because that hundred rand is no longer as valuable um, as, as, as it used to be. I think now the, the new hundred rand is, is a thousand rand, you know, in terms of buying power. You know? <laughs> yeah. That's actually, you know, that's actually an interesting, uh, that's actually an interesting observation. And uh, I actually think about my, uh, what do you call this? I, I think about my more formative years, you know, when we were maybe primary and high school, in primary school and high school. And at that time, I remember if your parents gave you a hundred rand, it was like a big deal. Um, you know what I mean? There's a lot that a person could do um, with the, with that money, at least at that age. You know, I think there was way more credence given to it. But now, you know, a hundred grand doesn't really, you know, go far, doesn't really do much. Uh, yeah, so I definitely see um, what you're saying from that point of view. And also at the same time, I guess it is an interesting dynamic because most of the time um, when you think about issues around things like your inflation, they're normally... Um, isolated to specific countries, specific regions. Uh, but this is one of those few times when everyone around the world is uh, struggling, you know, um, with inflation, both in the developed world and the developing world. So now the question then becomes, um, you know, one of the big things that the Reserve Bank, which you are touching on, is um, inflation targeting, right? Um, a lot of critics coming out and saying that, you know, maybe, um, the Reserve Bank should be, you know, abandoning that policy. Um, your thoughts just around that, is it, is it something to continue with um, in the best interest of the country or, you know, do, do some of these unprecedented times call for, you know, looking at, uh, you know, completely set of measures and benchmarks? Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's very important. Um, you know, for 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 that mandate to to remain as as uh, you know the fight against inflation, uh, you know, uh, maintaining price stability through, uh, you know, maintaining a, a favorable exchange rate uh, for the South African rand with regards to where the South African rand trades globally. So, that that mandate is very sound because if we look across the seas, uh, in particular. Uh, say in the US or even in the UK, one of the key mandates that the central banks have is that fight against inflation. It might be a target or it might be a range. You know, we know typically that um, uh, the South African Reserve Bank is very comfortable between the three to six percent range. You know, let, let's call it sort of that four point five percent. That's sort of their comfortable you know, uh, marks, you know, their sweet spot. But there's that range that they have, you know, from the lower to the upper band that sort of helps you understand where we are in terms of that fight. And it it helps businesses project as well, um, you know, credibly where or how the South African Reserve Bank might respond as to where we are on that inflation gauge. So it's, it's, it is very important because, it filters through into everyday life, you know, your ability to consume. Right now, earlier in the week, uh, when we speak of the RAND and where, it, where it's currently trading at the moment, uh, one of the biggest compounding uh, effects was the, the disappointing uh, GDP uh, figures uh, that, that came out compared to where markets anticipated the figure to possibly come out and where it actually came out. 
and 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 that showed um you know very much so in in the in the south african rand i mean year on year uh gdp came out at 0.9 percent uh consensus was around 2.2 percent so that's quite significantly lower to where markets uh, were anticipating uh, it to be and uh the 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 standout was the gdp growth uh, in terms of quarter on quarter which came out at negative 1.3% compared to consensus which was negative 0.4%. So you probably this is also you know the the fight against inflation because last year the South African Reserve Bank consistently increased uh interest rates by at least 75 basis points uh, at, at most of their meetings so that is starting to show in terms of the gdp uh figures in terms of spend in terms of you know the economic activity it's it's really started slowing down so we are hoping that at least by by halfway through this this year you know the halfway mark that inflation would come down considerably over the next coming months because we are starting to see the effects that it has on our gdp figures so is it important to 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 fight against inflation certainly it is um inflation is not good for business it's very difficult to project and to plan and uh, to prepare any plans you know in a high inflationary environment because there's no price stability uh, and and you can't price a good um be it a financial product or a service or an actual consumable uh, product food for example you know in a hyperinflation environment so the south african reserve bank is fighting a good fight in that sense you know uh, and that stability also creates a, a stable environment for businesses to to thrive uh, which is what we need in order for them to create more employment opportunities as well. No, it's certainly true. And especially if we are to look north and see what's happening, um, you know, uh, further north uh, in, in terms of Africa, um, I think the likes of Ghana are going through the most right now when it comes to um, some of those inflationary pressures. We think the 5 to 7% inflation is, is, is deep, uh, but uh, in other countries, you know, you're touching 40 to 50%, you know, so it's actually quite, um, quite a serious situation. And like you said, damaging to the ordinary person um, on the street. But one of the things I'm very curious about, maybe you could um, shed some light for us is, you know, there's different mechanisms when it comes to transmitting prices in the economy, whether you're talking your consumer goods, which for ordinary South Africans, that's the day-to-day that everyone is seeing higher fuel prices higher food prices um, which then lends to everything else you know then going up in the financial markets has there been anything you know that has you know come through in that way whether it's inflated because I we certainly see inflated prices when it comes to commodities like your oil that's you know that's 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 certainly there but are there any other segments of the of the financial markets whether it's bonds um other other types of commodities um and the like where you're seeing that transmission of inflation yeah uh, i think earlier on uh, last year um the one of the biggest uh, commodities um in particular was wheat um that that was severely uh, um uh, impacted um well there was the inflationary pressure and then that was also compounded by the R- russia ukraine crisis and so it was uh, 
compounding effects uh, from, from those two, two um, um, major events. So I think that that is one of the the, uh, the, the biggest um, commodities that I've seen uh, being uh, affected, uh, wheat. And you see that starting to come through, you know, with regards to your grain products that use wheat, such as bread, for example. And and you become very thankful that uh, the, the, the bread is not uh, uh, charged VAT anymore. So you can imagine if that, that component was there, where the price of bread could have been, you know, with with these effects on on the price of wheat alone, and um, obviously that also opened our eyes as to where a lot of the wheat is produced uh, globally, you know, which which was quite remarkable. So I think um, that that is one of the the key factors um, that we see, and uh, of course, um, oil. Um, we saw that uh, we've seen that in in the price of oil. And uh, the, the rent stability, you know, assists in cushioning that, even though the prices sort of like uh, cooled off a little bit um, at the moment compared to, to to where it was starting to get to, you know, uh, the levels it was starting to get to um, um, earlier last year. So I think um, you asked in terms of other financial products as well, you know, um, bonds definitely, I mean, we, we are looking at... Uh, the U.S. dollar at where it's currently trading at the moment, um, you know, it's it's quite topish. Um, earlier, beginning of the year, uh, the expectation was that the U.S. economy is, you know, okay, it's sound, but given the uh, interest rate increases and the level of uh, interest rate increases in the U.S., that possibly there was going to be a pause in the U.S. Um, from the U.S. Fed in in twenty twenty three. And and that has proved otherwise, you know, and a pause in interest rates from the U.S. Fed in 2023, you know, started signaling a somewhat softer dollar. So when we started off the year, the dollar started sort of selling off and it was on the soft side. As action, you know, was on the topish, um, you know, continuing in the uptrend because of that um, inverse relationship gold has with interest rates. But the numbers that came out of the U.S. were such a significant surprise to the market, in particular the previous non-farm payroll data, and and that's showing that the the U.S. economy is very robust. In fact, we also have uh, U.S. non-farm payroll data tomorrow, so the markets will be closely watching that. If the number is going to surprise again on the upside, as it did at the last um, uh, NFP announcement. And if it does, you know, it then supports the view that definitely higher for longer is on the table, which at the 2022 March uh, FOMC meeting, then possibly 50 basis points uh, from, from the US Fed is really, you know, um, where it might go because that probability has increased um, remarkably. I think it's now sitting at 30%. At, at some point, it was at zero uh, percent for the March um, 2022 meeting. So th that's where you're starting to see, you know, up, um, you know, the U.S. dollar is trading, you know, on, on the top level, and the rand has obviously uh, been affected, and it's been event after event. The market reacted um, quite uh, unfavorably to to the reshuffle. It, it wasn't quite the reshuffle. Um, cabinet reshuffle uh, from President Cyril Ramaphosa that the market was anticipating, and that showed in the price. Soon after that, uh, you know, weaker GDP data came 
part uh, for the South African economy. After that, um, uh, U.S. Fed Chair Jerome Powell sounded very hawkish um, at his uh, Senate um, uh, uh, conversation. And so it's just been event after event, you know, that's been affecting the, the, the South African rand. And uh, some would say where we are trading at the moment uh, is actually okay compared to where we could have been. Um, you know, at 1855, uh, it's, it's, it's holding its own, but the long-term view could be the RAND, you know, might find its strength back and could trade much lower than where it is at the moment. You know, uh, on, a, on, on, a, just on an anecdotal level, uh, us dollar, or what do you call this us dollar strength has really been hurting me, you know, just simple, simple, let's say like your uh subscription services for example just paying for netflix or uh some of the google services that i consume uh that that are normally pegged in us dollars the things that it's doing to my bank account on a month-to-month basis um is uh, is actually quite serious and i can imagine um what that does when you're talking uh much bigger amounts of money uh maybe you are a uh, you you are importing equipment for mining or something like that and uh, the price has not changed right uh, maybe an excavator has remained at at 100 at five hundred thousand dollars who knows how much those things cost it, it remained the same but certainly um what you have to exchange in rands has probably gone up so i can you can definitely see how all of that then hurts people on the ground on a day-to-day basis, but also at the same time, businesses. But I'm just inferring here. Uh, maybe this, that's, that's a good place where we can end off um, you know, this discussion on the RAND. Um, as someone who's probably talking to a lot of people and hearing these concerns on a day-to-day basis, businesses and the like, um, what is the concern on the ground? Is it as you've outlined, or is there a different uh, set of um worries um that uh you know maybe businesses you know the people that are actually trying to that are actually using large amounts of rands and you know trying to do business in and out of south africa are concerned with and about yeah yeah i think everyone's quite concerned at the trajectory in which south africa is going at the moment uh notably the the crisis um that's uh currently um, gripping uh, the country, uh, in particular the the energy crisis, uh, the electricity situation, that that's 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 a very big factor. And historically, South Africa has has been a stable um, economy for for business, uh, in particular regionally, uh, as in in sub-Saharan Africa. So, an unstable South Africa or an unstable environment in South Africa also makes businesses. Uh, unease in terms of how they can approach the region because South Africa tended to be the base for a number of international businesses for them to launch into the region and um, be able to comfortably and reasonably do good business. So that is now a threat. Yeah, so another um, factor other than the the electricity crisis uh, that's currently gripped South Africa at the moment, which there's a solution that's currently being implemented. We just had the new finance, uh, electricity minister being announced. It's the grey listing. So with the grey listing, um, the finance minister, fortunately, you know, at the previous budget had announced that they had begun work in the background 
um, addressing these concerns, you know, from the Financial Action Task Force, you know, that say these aspects where South Africa is not fully complying with international standards around the prevention of money laundering, terrorist financing um, are being addressed. So they are currently working on those. And I think he gave a figure on the specific number that um, tighter regulation and tighter systems are actually being implemented. Um, and, and South Africa generally has had a very sound financial um, uh, conduct um, authority. So I, I think it's it's just a matter of time. I think more short term than long term before the grey listing um, is lifted in South Africa, because currently the finance ministry, along with with the institutions, are working on on this on resolving this issue. But while it's there, it is just you know that little dot that 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 you don't need at the moment. So it just dampens uh, sentiment, you know. And um, I think as well as as, as you mentioned, um, uh, a big thing that I think a big business in South Africa is is looking out for is is regulation that makes it favorable, you know, in terms of tax breaks. And I think in particular, uh, the mining sector, um, that that's where big business is really looking for those favorable um, terms, because of late, they've been diversing out of South Africa, and there's been an increase in investment in countries such as Canada, for example. Um, because of these um, uh, breaks, tax breaks, and favorable terms that you offer businesses in order for them to do business. Yes, the mineral resources are abundant and they're relatively easier to, to, to mine compared to, to other regions and countries, but the regulation around that is, is something that needs to, to, to be addressed. So I think that's the third thing, you know, the regulation around a number of things in South Africa needs to be, you know, reset for a future South Africa, not for a past South Africa, you know. So that, that tends to be the, the sentiment, you know, and, and we saw that in the statistics um, that, that came out from from the, um, from from uh, Bekikele, uh, Minister Bekikele. And, and that's very concerning, you know, that those figures were, were, were considerably high, you know, in terms of safety. So there's quite a lot that needs to be done, but I believe it can be done. And we'll be surprised at how quick things turn around once all of that regulation in those different institutions um, is actually attended to in terms of creating a more favorable, you know, environment for individuals and for business. All right. So it's been a really great uh, discussion around uh, what's going on with the South African rand, um, simply because um, what we see in the currency markets tends to be a reflection of uh, everything else that we're seeing in the macroeconomic environment. Um, uh, Terence just uh, highlighting a number of different factors. We spend quite a bit of time uh, talking about uh, the issue of inflation and why it's important for the Reserve Bank to continue um, its inflation target which is set at the moment at between three and six percent um you know obviously trying by all means to play in that midpoint of around 4.5 percent uh but also at the same time highlighting the fact that um things haven't been easy um for the local currency which is currently trading above um 18 rand to the dollar um simply because of a basket of factors um you talk about uh, the energy crisis in the country you talk about a uh 
a cabinet reshuffle by the government that you know wasn't really um, as explosive as people you know had thought um, it was going to be you know further compounded by inflation issues as well as what's going on in the United States and then um, in all this a print uh, on GDP that has come at a much much lower um, level um, to what uh, you know the market had expected I mean if you think 0.9% as compared to expectations of 2.2% that's actually uh, a very a very low uh, print on the GDP side so we wait to see how you know things happen uh, but despite all the doom and gloom uh, Terence is hopeful uh, that uh, you know things can be done there are measures that can be taken particularly um, when it comes to the ease of doing business in South Africa some of the tax breaks um, and ways that industries such as mining um, can actually help themselves to move forward so that's been us we were talking to Terence Hove um, who is a senior uh, financial markets analyst over at brokerage firm Exynos Terence thank you so much for being with us today thank you very much uh, Mudio it was a pleasure to be here This is Take. Probably the scariest thing um, to come out of today's discussion from what Terence was saying is when he says that at uh, just above 18 rand to the dollar that things could be worse. I think that's a very scary realization because um, already, you know, rand weakness is affecting uh, the South African rand in, uh, in big ways and it's affecting day-to-day life. I gave some of those anecdotes just around, you know, just subscribing for certain services, you know, simple things um, is now costing way more. And as I said, when you then imagine businesses that are importing and exporting, it becomes, you know, quite deep. If you're a company that is uh, exporting, uh, then and obviously this is a good time because it means that you are technically making more money and um, South African goods become way more attractive in this in this environment because of the weaker currency uh, but outside of that though you know on a day-to-day basis the currency the weakness uh, you know isn't um, isn't the best I remember back in the day um, when the US dollar to the rand sat at around uh, six to seven rand uh, for quite some time time and then it played around the 10 rand level uh, for some time and then it played around the 15 um, level and I think you know at the moment uh, a lot of people would agree that you know 15 is probably a good level just given uh, where we are right now but um, so many other things need to then come together Um, outside of just the US dollar strength uh, the local economy does need to be beating expectations um, and also just making sure that things are being produced load shedding we keep talking about this you sound like a broken record but that's definitely a an issue that needs to be fixed both on a consumer and business front because obviously it's having a lot of impact And that's been it for this edition of the Business Day Spotlight. Remember that you can find our latest podcasts on Business Live. That's under the podcast Business Day Spotlight tab on Twitter. We're hashtag BD Spotlight. And remember that you can review and subscribe for free on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, or wherever you choose to get your pods casted. I've been Mudio Gavaza of the Business Day and Financial Mail. And this has been another edition of the Business Day Spotlight, which is a multimedia live production. So from my myself and the rest of the team it is a good evening good afternoon and good morning